This is our fourth and final week in our Forward in Faith series. Uh, We have been focused the last month or so on the ways that God is calling us here at Good Shepherd to move forward in faith, to set our sight on the future, the promised future that God has in store for us. And here we celebrate this weekend um, the Feast of the Ascension. The Ascension uh, Day actually took place earlier this week. And every year, Christians around the world, around the globe, we celebrate how Jesus ascended into heaven 40 days after Easter. We know 50 days after Easter, next weekend, is the Feast of Pentecost, where the Holy Spirit falls on the disciples in Jerusalem, and they're sent out to the ends of the earth. But these 40 days from Easter to the Ascension, they're the uh, final end of a bookend in the Gospel of Luke. It's really fascinating that the Gospel of Luke begins with another 40 days. The beginning of Christ's ministry, before he starts out to teach, heal, preach, to love, to share the Gospel, he spends 40 days by himself in the wilderness being prepared for his ministry. And at the end of the Gospel of Luke, there's another 40 days. But this time, Jesus spends those 40 days not himself being prepared, but rather preparing his disciples for what's to come for them. Now, if you were to read the entire Gospel of Luke in one sitting, which I recommend, it it, it can be done. Give yourself about an hour, hour and a half, and you can read the whole story of Jesus as it unfolds in Luke's gospel. You will see a theme if you're looking for it. And the theme has to do with where the disciples are casting their vision. Where are the disciples looking throughout the gospel of Luke? And now we know many of these stories, don't we, in Luke's gospel? We have the brothers that are fishermen that are tending their nets, and they were out all night, and they had caught nothing, and they first hear a voice. It's the voice of Jesus who says, come and follow me. And in a similar way, early in Luke's gospel, Jesus will be inviting people through his voice to come and follow Follow in my footsteps. In other words, direct your vision, direct your sight on me. Come and learn to do what I do. Come and experience all that God is bringing into the world through the person of Christ. And now put yourself, if you will, into the shoes of those, or the sandals rather, of those disciples. For three years, we're told, the disciples would follow Jesus. And it was an adventure they could have never imagined when they first set out to follow this itinerant preacher, this strange rabbi who's doing things nobody else was doing, this unconventional healer. Jesus would lead them into the towns and villages around Galilee, Capernaum, Around the sea, they would, they would travel on boats with Jesus. They would walk long miles with Christ. They would even go into the regions of Samaria where the outsiders lived. All the while, they were encouraged to keep their sight, their vision on Jesus. 
It's really hard in life to follow someone if you're not looking at that person. All along the way, the eyes of the disciples were fixed on Christ. It was their eyes that experienced Jesus on a hillside taking loaves and fish and breaking and blessing and multiplying them. Their hearts were expanded as Jesus rubbed mud in a man's eyes and gave him sight back. These disciples in Luke's gospel, they witnessed as they're gathered in the home, they witnessed as the roof was opened up and a group of friends was lowering a man on a mat down to Jesus and they saw with their eyes Jesus tell the man to get up, walk, and go home. These disciples all throughout Luke They experienced Jesus through their sight do remarkable, unbelievable things. And so it's no surprise that in the resurrection of Jesus, during the 40 days in the resurrection when Jesus is with his disciples, that their sight is fixed solely on him. What are you going to do next, Jesus? We actually hear at the end of the Gospel of Luke that Jesus did many other signs and wonders, many miracles in the presence of his disciples. They're not all written about in the Gospels, but we're led to believe that Jesus was again in front of the disciples showing them what the kingdom of God looks like. And then we find our lessons for today. In Luke and in the book of Acts, we hear uh, the telling of Christ's ascension. And there, at the end of these 40 days together, which really are the end of three years together, Jesus raises his hands to the disciples and he blesses them. And as he's blessing them, he begins to ascend into heaven. And I love how it's told in Acts. In the book of Acts, we're told that the disciples are standing there. Now imagine you're one of them, and you've been fixated on Christ for three years. You've seen this person, this God-man, do remarkable, unbelievable things, and your heart is filled with grief and anxiety and confusion because the one that you've been trained to follow, The one that you've been trained to look at is now leaving you in this miraculous display. And in the book of Acts, we're told that as Jesus ascends back into heaven, into the clouds, the disciples are standing there with their eyes fixated on Christ. And I love what comes next. We're told that two men in white robes are uh, angels, perhaps, messengers, they suddenly appear standing with the 11, right? Remember, Judas is gone at this point. They're standing with the 11, and they say to the disciples, why do you stand here staring into heaven? In other words, now is the time. Now is the time that your gaze needs to come back down to earth. In other words, for three years, you have been looking to the person of Christ as your teacher, as your guide, as your rabbi. Now is the time for you to look right here. For to see Christ now, 
is to see Christ in the people of this world that need love, that need hope, that need healing. You see, this moment, the moment of the ascension, was the great inflection point for the church. For three years, Jesus gathered disciples together to learn to do what he did. He was equipping them and giving them signs of faith for this very moment. And I imagine that the disciples wanted to just keep looking up to heaven, looking to Jesus. Can't you do more miracles for us? Can't you, can't you come right back down? But instead, they're encouraged by the messengers to now turn their attention to this world because they had work to do. In other words, it was time for the disciples to move forward in faith. It was time for the disciples to be sent out into the towns and villages to carry on the ministry that Christ began. And I love what we hear in Acts. Jesus is encouraging them as he's ascending into heaven. He says, your mission, your calling, is to now be a witness to everything you've experienced. All that you've seen, all that you've tasted, all that you've touched, you now are called to be a witness to the life, death, and resurrection of Christ. And the way that you do this is by focusing around concentric circles, an ever-expansion of the mission. He says to them, you are called to be a witness to all that you've seen first in Jerusalem, then in Judea, then in Samaria, but also to the ends of the earth. What does this mean? Well, Jerusalem. Jerusalem is the place that is most comfortable for the disciples. In Jerusalem, it's where they are known, where they are loved. Jerusalem represents their own families, their own friends, their own neighborhoods, their own towns and villages. You are called to be a witness to your own family. You are called to be a witness right where you live, but not only right where you live. Because the gospel is now calling you to Judea, the surrounding regions, the neighboring towns and the neighboring villages. Because remember, the mission given to the church is a global mission. But you're not just called to go one town or one village over. Jesus says, I want you to go to Samaria. I want you to go into, quote unquote, enemy territory. I need you to go beyond your comfort zone to the regions and to the people that you think or you've been trained to think are outside of God's reign of love. You see, the, the gospel for Jesus spoken to the disciples is intended to push them beyond their comfort zone. And then Jesus takes it one step further as he's ascending into heaven. He says, I want you to go to the ends of the earth. As we move forward in faith here at Good Shepherd, we too, like those disciples, are called to be a witness to God's love, God's grace, God's peace right here in Kenwood, our Jerusalem, so to speak, in your homes, with the people you know, with your neighbors, with your co-workers. But just like those disciples, we're called to go into neighboring towns and villages, 
We're called to be down at Taft Elementary, across the city with Habitat, down and over the Rhine at First Lutheran, down in Clifton. We are called, like those disciples, to move outside of 7701 Kenwood Road. But God is also calling us, as a body, to the regions of Samaria. If we're going to move forward in faith, well then, by golly, Good Shepherd Lutheran Church, we just need to expect that over the next year, God is going to take us to places and peoples we never imagined. And God certainly wants our work and our witness to reach people all over the globe. You see, the mission of the church that was handed over to the disciples during the ascension is the same mission that we have, to make Christ known, to make Christ's reign of love, gospel of peace, hope known to people in our world that have been told otherwise, that have been told that their lives don't matter, that, that their pain is, well, just pain that they need to bear alone. We, like those disciples, would long for what we've always known, comfort and peace. We would long to be able to just look right to Jesus and to just follow him and, and sort of live in the wake of his ministry. But we are Christians on this side of the ascension. We are people of faith on this side of Pentecost. And so we must recognize and embrace the reality that we now are the living, breathing body of Christ in the world. It is us. I have a mentor who is fond of saying, today is not a dress rehearsal for a future day. Today is not a dress rehearsal. Today is a gift. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. And I believe, and I, I trust that you believe, God is indeed calling us forward in faith with this big, bold, beautiful mission of proclaiming to the world the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus and why it matters. Good Shepherd does not have a mission. God has a mission for the world and a body called the church through which God accomplishes that. So as we bring our commitments forward, certainly our financial commitments, but also a renewed commitment of our heart, our time, our talent, our whole self, as we bring that forward, may we recognize that what we're actually doing is we're saying, here I am, Lord. Send me. Send us to be your witnesses of love and peace in this world that so desperately needs it. God is going to use Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in powerful ways this year. Of that, I am confident. Of that, I am hopeful. Of that, I am certain. The question for us today, and every day moving forward, is what are we looking at? Are we staring up into heaven hoping for the day Christ comes again in the clouds in the same way he ascended? Or will we, like the disciples, reorient our vision down to earth, to the people sitting next to us, to the neighbors across the street, to the kids at 
Taft Elementary that might not be afforded the same opportunities that our children are afforded in the school districts they go to? Will will our eyes see the opportunities in the people that need to hear once again about God's love? May our sight, may our vision always be looking at those opportunities because the world needs the gospel. We're the conduits through which that gospel can be heard, experienced, and felt. The old adage is true. You and we may be the only Bible somebody ever reads. So what is our proclamation letting them know? May they know through us that God loves them, that God cares for them, that there is a community that is passionate about bringing God's vision to life here and now. So church, let us move forward in faith, confident that God is going to lead us and equip us through the Holy Spirit. We get to do this work together. Amen.